of LCMSU, everyone. I'm your host. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Pastor <laughs> Marcus Zill. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Joined here today in the Student Union with Heather Roosh. How are you doing, Heather? Hey, Marcus, I'm doing great. It's great to be here with you. Well, thank you for joining me in the Student Union. Um, Heather and her husband, Matt, are missionaries down in Puerto Rico. Now, does that make you, you guys have been there for what, three years or so now? Yeah, just under three years, about a little more than two and a half. Now, if Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States, does that make you an international missionary? We or are a domestic the domestic mission. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. We are like the international, the not so international international missionaries with the LCMS there, down in Puerto Rico. <laughs> there, and, I, and I've had a chance to be down there with your lovely family, with Matt, and uh, and also Paul and Isabella or Bella and uh, and Sophia, and uh, you have a lovely place, a wonderful congregation, and you guys are doing tremendous work down there. And you are, but you're not there right now, are you? No, we're not actually. And and I'm glad to hear that you still, you left there with good feelings. You know, this is still something you're reflecting upon well. So no, it was great no, to have abs- you, Marcus. Abs- it was absolutely. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun so, to be there. And, yeah, and, uh, actually which, we're, sorry, sorry. We're hanging out in Fort Wayne right now. I'm, okay. I'm, uh, we're in Fort Wayne. We're actually home on furlough or home service. Okay. So we were presenting at a church yesterday here in Fort Wayne with the awesome people at Emmanuel Lutheran Church. Um, and now we are, Heading over to northern Indiana and then up to Wisconsin later on in the you, week. So, when you come home for f- home service, what what is that and what do you do and and how can people if they wanted to help you guys? You guys have a. I went down there because you guys have the distinction of being the only LCMSU um, chapter that is uh, kind of off. My the map the LCMSU map is really pretty is it's pretty tight on the 48 contiguous states and all of a sudden I added down in Mayaguez, <laughs> Puerto Rico and now it looks like we're global because of this totally it, it is really impressive I saw that map it is impressive but it I, is impressive I came down there you guys Matt was bugging your husband Matt was bugging me about hey we got this school here you should come down here we need to do campus ministry I need some um, and he's a real He's got a lot of good instincts, and uh, so a shout out to Matt and the rest of your family. But when you guys come home for home service, what kind of what's what's the point of that? Some of our listeners might not not might not be familiar with that. And how can they get a hold if somebody wanted to support what you're doing in, in Puerto Rico? Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you asking that. Actually, it's pretty fun. It's kind of cool. Missionaries go into the field. Um, you know, the LCMS Internet Office of International Mission sends missionaries into the field. Um, and then every two to two and a half years, we are required to come back on home service. And what that really looks like is we're we're just reestablishing our connections with our supporters, our supporting congregations, individuals who, who support us and allow us financially and otherwise to be in the field and to do the work that we're that we're doing down there. Um, and so it's a great opportunity. We take about two months 
to just travel the Midwest. We've made it down to Florida as well. We have a lot of supporting congregations in Florida, thank God, um, because there are a lot of Puerto Ricans living in Florida. A lot of sure. people have connections um, with Puerto Rico. And so, um, you know, really it's just been a great time of restoration, um, you know, reestablishing connections and fellowship with other pastors and um, and brothers and sisters in Christ in the church. Um, and, and really, you know, a lot of traveling. So the downside is the traveling. The upside is, you know, the great, the great relationships that we get to have and the good food and the great, great food. And how do the kids, uh, do they, do they get all excited? Like the first week it's like, woohoo, we're eating at Wendy's Uh, (laughs) while we're traveling, we're getting frosties. And then all of a sudden it's like, does it get kind of drag on a little bit? They do. It totally does. It, you know, the, it, it was exactly that way. The first week that we were on the road, actually, the kids, you know, had it planned out exactly where they wanted to stop for every meal. Um, and now they're like, oh, I just can't do fast food. Can we do, yeah. you know, can we have some soup and a piece of bread? Can we have Not peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Again, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. But the cool thing is, you know, is that they get to come along on the road with us and they get to experience all of the great things. The, well, the great things and some of the challenging things that we're experiencing. And, um, and you know, it's been an awesome learning process for them. I think it's opened their eyes a lot to um, see the world around them in a different way. You know, they get to, to experience um, you know, just all the, the wonderful people and the pastors and the, the churches that we have in the LCMS. And that's been that's been really cool sure. um, for them to experience as well. So the food is good, um, you know, and I'm sure they, that would be the first thing they would tell you the food is good. But overall, you know, the experience is something that's going to last a long time. So, what's so the, and what's I just want to. What's the website where somebody can go to kind of get connected with all yeah. the Rushes are doing? Sometimes I talk so much I forget to finish my thoughts. So oh, I did okay. want to plug that. I want to let you guys know that as well. So www.lcms.org slash Roosh, R-U-E-S-C-H. Um, and if you go on Facebook, you can just uh, search for the Roosh family serving uh, the Lord in Puerto Rico. The Roosh family serving the Lord in Puerto Rico. And you can keep up to date with our newsletters, with the you know our travels, all the work that we're doing in Puerto Rico. We update that Facebook page and all the, the time. Same is true so. also for... Uh... For all of our missionaries uh, that are exactly around, uh, both domestically and internationally, and those that are Absolutely. domestic slash internationally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so hopefully uh, our listeners will do that. Uh, you guys are you guys are fantastic. Yeah. You're doing great work. I was just I, that'd be awesome. Like said, Thanks, I Marcus. Had, I had the joy of being down there with you guys for three or four days, and it was awesome. But and your family is fantastic. And one of the things, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to invite you on today, because you have, here in the Student Union, a a story in your own life that I think, I think we want our college students to hear about, about your family and about some choices that you've had a chance to make or or not make, as it were, in your life. Uh, Tell, tell us a little bit about, uh, about that. Well, um, thanks for having me on. And I really do appreciate the opportunity to come and share my story a little bit. You know, over the years, um, I've received a lot of healing and a lot of encouragement going through the struggles and the, you know, the situation that I faced almost, uh, well, I guess over 17 years ago now um, by sharing my story. And I hope that my story encourages other girls, you know, and sometimes guys that maybe are in the same position that that I was in. Um, so my life verse, um, the verse that kind of has always gotten me through is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. In all things, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And that verse is the thing that has gotten from, me through. From Proverbs, Proverbs. From Proverbs, Proverbs yeah. Yep. 
five and six. Yep. And, um, and, and that verse is really, and I want to start there because that is the thing that grounded me um, and that the Lord provided to me to help me get through facing an unplanned pregnancy, which is really what my story is about. I was a sophomore in college. Um, I had, you know, my entire future in front of me. I had all of my goals planned out um, and, and was really excited about my future. But, you know, I, I lacked a little bit of direction and I lacked a lot of intentionality, um, you know, intention in, in making the decisions that I made. And, and unfortunately what happened is I, I found myself facing an unplanned pregnancy at 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to UW Parkside, and when I when I found out that I was pregnant, now, UW um, Parkside just for that. Would yeah, be, that would be uh, not in Wyoming. That would be Wisconsin. Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. I'm a cheesehead, so Kenosha, Wisconsin, southern part of the state. I had go. moved four hours away from home to go to school. Sure. You know, I always wanted to live in the city, um, and Kenosha kind of was a great, it's it's right between Milwaukee and Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a lot of opportunity, I felt, for me there um, to kind of grow and, and gain some independence, you know, um, away from my family. And so, you know, life was really good for a little while until, like I said, I found myself um, in a relationship uh, that w- w- where I was making some bad choices. And, and I think, you know, as I've shared this story over the years, you know, when we don't think about what we're doing, when we're just going through life, when we lack that intention, um, you know, to focus on our relationships, but also on our sexuality, um, you know, Satan creeps in there and, and, and that is, and he attacks us. And so what happened is I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And, you know, that's such a cliche thing when I say that, you know, I always kind of laugh and roll my eyes a little bit, but it's so true. You know, I needed some validation in my life and I always felt like, you know, nobody saw me and I wasn't important unless I was loved by someone. And, you know, I was on that kind of eternal road to find true love. And I thought I found it. Um, in this wonderful guy that I dated for like a year and a half, it was a serious relationship. And I really thought that I had met the one. Um, and, and suddenly he went away and I, you know, didn't, I didn't, my placed all of my identity in, in that relationship and being with him. And what happened after that is I, I just became reckless and I started, you know, dating, um, and got involved in casual sex and, you know, having a good time and doing what felt good for me at the moment. And that's when my world kind of started to spiral down. And I, I hope that resonates with some of our listeners today, because I do, you know, can, I, I do share that openly, um, because I see a lot of other girls struggling with that same thing even now. And I think that's still a relevant, um, a relevant case that we have. I mean, it's something that we're really dealing with in our culture is being surrounded by, you know, sexuality and casual sex and that, that lifestyle. Um, and to the point where it's almost normal now. And, um, and so when I got pregnant with, with Bella, um, you know, I was really scared. I, I was really, um, concerned for my future and, really felt lost and very hopeless. Um, I remember sitting, um, I'm shaking now as I tell you my story. It never, it never gets old to, you know, to share some, such a vulnerable part of your life. Um, and I remember going over to my boyfriend's house and sitting down to tell his parents, um, that I was pregnant and, um, we sat down and, you know, the lump in my, you telling them or was it, or was it 
I mean, was he Both a part of, of this too, or was yeah. he like, hey, I need you to do it? <laughs> well, actually, it's it's funny because um, he had his, when I told him that I was pregnant, he his response to me was, you know, well, I will support you in whatever you decide, and um, and I think that you know, if, as I as I look back on that, you know, he wasn't a bad guy. He was really you know trying to do the right thing by supporting me. Um, unfortunately, I think that you know, our culture has led people to think that this is a one-sided decision. And, and so although he was, he thought he was making the right decision by supporting me Mm -hmm. um, in whatever I wanted to do, it really needed to be a decision between both of us because we were both responsible. We were both, you know, we both created this life. And, um, and so, you know, he did come with me. We did go to his parents. Um, we first and, um, and we we told them together, uh, but I remember the sweat beating up on my forehead. I remember the lump in my throat and just, you know, the agony I was going through because of what they were going to think of me. First of all, um, they didn't know me. They didn't know that this wasn't my typical behavior. I mean, I was always a really good kid. Um, and, and this was so out of character for me, which I think is indicative of the situation that I was in, um, at that time in my life, but you know, they didn't know me. And so I was really afraid of what they were going to think of me. And then, um, you know, also just, just, you know, wanting so badly for them to tell me what to do because they were the parents. Um, and I, and I really felt like I needed some direction, so when the words came out of their mouth and they said, well, you need to have an abortion, wow. um, I was crushed. I was really crushed. And, uh, you were and I honestly, at least, uh, <sighs> what, what the, your boyfriend, uh, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, was... honestly, you know what, Marcus, I don't even know what I expected. Sure. Honestly, but, I, but I don't, I don't know that. what I expected. <laughs> All I knew is that, yeah, walking in there, I thought they'd have the answers. That's, I mean, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, abortion never crossed my mind. You know, I don't, I grew up in a really loving Christian home. You know, we weren't perfect. My parents got divorced when I was 12 years old. Um, you know, and I grew up, you know, without a father in my life. Um, you know, but, but we always had a strong faith and we were always grounded in the church. And to tell you the truth, I don't think we've, I don't think I ever thought about abortion before that moment. Um, but when they said that to me, I, 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 a part of me really, it was crushed, but part of me really resonated with that. Like they're the adults here. They should know. And I need to trust that they see the big picture and that I'm just a dumb kid. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, that was the state, that was the state I was in. And, um, when we left there that day, I really felt by the time we walked out the door, I felt like I had no choice that my decision, whatever I decided to do was going to impact so many other people. And, and I, I really needed to think about everybody else, you know, in addition to myself and, and, and at the end of the day, the last person I was thinking about was Bella, the baby that I was carrying. Um, I think that's one of the things when you start thinking about an abortion, you start thinking about all of the people that you see around you. You start thinking about all the circumstances that you see around you and you start thinking about, you know, your future and how you thought things would look. But, but we very, and that's that I think us, by us doing that, we dehumanize this child that we're carrying. Well, you also, um, you, also uh, you know, it was selfish decisions that got you into it. 
And then exactly. your first thought are all the selfish decisions to try to yeah. get out of it. And in reality, yeah. I would bet that when you started putting your focus on somewhere other than yourself, then it got clearer. I, I love hearing you say that because, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, when we're so caught up in ourselves and we feel like, you know, life is so hard or hopeless, we need to change the subject. We need sure. to go back to, you know, back to the Lord and where he would have us serve, not take, you know, not serve or, or to serve, you know, and, and think of other people get away from ourselves because as sinful human beings, we so naturally are inclined to, you know, to be introspective, to be thinking about who we are and, and you're right, the things that please us at the moment. Um, and, and that's exactly where I was at. Um, and it was a really hopeless place because there is no hope in me. There's no hope in the people around me or the world around me that, you know, we know as Christians that the only hope we have is in Christ in Christ alone. Um, and so that was a hopeless place for me when I went back, um, Back home that night, I didn't sleep at all. And that verse from Proverbs kept going through my mind. And that actually um, was my grandmother's favorite verse. Mm. And it was probably one of the first Bible verses that I learned. And, and you know, what an awesome thing that in a, at my, my most hopeless time, in a time when you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't think you would be able to, you know, recall things from your past, you know, that, especially that far, that long ago, you know, that that is the verse that the Lord brought to me. Um, and it was a verse that he had really carved on my heart from the time I was really little. Um, and I started to think through that. And as the, the hours went by through the night, I, I found myself pulling that apart. And then suddenly it was God speaking to me, trust in the Lord, trust in me with all of your heart. Lean not upon your limited understanding of this situation, Heather. <laughs> Lean not upon your understanding, but in all things, in all things, not just what you think, not just what you want, but in all things, trust in me, you know, and I will make your path straight. I will, I will make this work. You have no idea how I'm going to make this work out, but I am going to make this work. I knew this. I knew this would happen. I have planned for it. And I just want you to come back on the path that I have laid out for you. Um, wow. Hmm. As the hours went by, um, by the time I woke up in the morning, um, I was resolved. I am not having an abortion. I am going to keep this baby. And I don't know how God's going to do it, but he told me he's going to do it. And it was amazing to see how he placed so many awesome people in my life after that point. It was not easy. Um, it was not easy, but it was so worth it because, um, you know, not only did God show me that he, that he can use us in, you know, in the midst of our struggles, the midst of our sinfulness and our selfishness, but that he uses us in spite of it. And, um, you know, what an awesome God we have, oh, the absolutely. grace. And, you know, and he says that now, speaking of grace, I noticed that uh, the Isabella's <laughs> middle name is Grace. Exactly. Isabella's middle name is Grace for that reason. Um, you know, she is she is the 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 exact um, you know vision of great God's grace in my life. And and every time I look at her, I am reminded of that. And um, you know, that's that's an awesome thing. You know, I, I think there's something really important to names. Biblically, we look at names and, um, you know, God says that there's meaning in that. And I can see, you know, it just, even in my, my limited knowledge of God's grace, I look at Bella and I just see God's grace all over her and all over my life. And um, that's been an awesome thing, you know, over the years to know that her name carries such value. Oh, absolutely. So. But now you mentioned that, uh, now, 
you know, the end of that verse, um, and he will make straight your paths. And mm-hmm. it seems like once, once you, once you stopped focusing on yourself and, and, and gained that trust, that God given, uh, graceful trust that he put in you, um, good things started. I mean, Isabella was born and, and tell us a little bit how this, uh, how he, he did fulfill what he, what, tell us about meeting your, your husband and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he, you know, in terms of making straight paths, I don't know anybody a whole yeah. lot straighter than, uh, than Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to let him listen to this. So, <laughs> you know Who what? Who loves you, Matt? We I'm love sorry. you, Matt. Exactly. Here's, here's the deal. This is such a cool part of the story because, yes. um, you know, I think I was really concerned. I thought for sure that, uh, you know, well, first of all, let me let me back up and just say that yeah, because my about, parents had been divorced. Five minutes or so here. So okay. That's, that's our time frame. Sure, sure. So by the time my parents got divorced, um, I had always said I will be married one time. I'm I'm not going to put my kids through the same thing that my parents sure. put me through. And and I love my parents. And you know. This is not a judgment on that. This is just as a child, I remember thinking, thinking about that and consciously saying, you know, I'll be married one time. And um, so when I got pregnant with Bella, I thought, well, this is it. I'm going to have to make it work with this guy. Um, And and, um, you know, kind of like that old saying, like now, you know, you made your bed now lie in it. Um, I mean, that's what was kind of going through my mind. And so I really did try to make it work with Bella's dad for a year after I found out I was pregnant. And the reality is, you know, the two of us really never knew each other in the first place. And um, at the end of the day, that was okay. You know, I just was praying, God, bring me bring me a, a, a strong leader, a godly man, and, and a wonderful father for this for this little girl that you've given me. And um, I prayed that for, for, oh, a long time. And when Bella was a year and a half, this, this stunning man, this football, college football player, soon to be pastor from my past, um, came, came around and actually Matt and I grew up together. We never really were friends. We never really, um, got along as, as children, but suddenly it had been all these years and we kind of grew up and then we had a lot in common and we, you know, we, we really felt that God was putting us together. And so, um, when Bella was a year and a half, Matt and I got married and we had only dated for three months. Um, but we just knew it was right and had both been, you know, praying for the, for the same things. We, we knew what we wanted Mm -hmm. and, uh, we weren't going to settle for less. And when God brought us together, it was so awesome because we, we really were able to intentionally look at each other and say, yep, you're exactly who I've been praying for. And, um, and so we got married after three months and we moved to St. Louis with Isabella and um, started seminary at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Um, and for four years, we did that. And then um, 2002, Paul Paul Roosh was born. He is 14 now. And um, and then in 2007, we were really blessed with our little Sophia Roosh. So, um, you know, we've lived in Minnesota for five years and served in a congregation there. We lived in Wisconsin for four and a half years, served two wonderful congregations there. And now the Lord has brought us down to Puerto Rico to serve um, as a family. And it's it's just been an incredible journey this entire way. And, and you know what? God is faithful. Oh, At the end of the day... He has, he has really, you know, it, there have been struggles over the years. Absolutely. You know, this, this story isn't to say that life was perfect because I followed God, you know? Um, I mean, he says, take up your cross um, and, and follow me, you know, the words of Jesus Christ himself. But, you know, it's still a struggle, but man, there's hope. 
there's hope at the end of the day. And he, 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 he orders our steps. He puts everything into place well, for us. The struggle is always um, that much is always easier uh, yeah. when you trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Doesn't mean you're not going to have the struggle, but at least uh, your struggle is, uh, is in his hands. And, uh, exactly. he has blessed, you know, was, I noticed when I was down there staying at you, you guys are so hospitable towards me. And I didn't know, I didn't know your story. I'd never actually, I'd never met you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, what was so beautiful is, um, I mean, Isabella is just such a beautiful gal and, and, you know, but you have three wonderful kids. I never would have known anything different than that you have this wonderful family because in reality, however we're put together in this regard and however it happens, uh, this is all God's doing too. And and so God has built your family and he has blessed it. I have one last question. That's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Thanks to Heather Roosh. You can learn more about the Rooshes down in Puerto Rico at www.lcms.org slash R-U-E-S-S-C-H. College is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help.